Biden administration is not far from the Trump ballot ban. They want it because they know they can't hang, son. Jail time if you have a gas-powered lawnmower <laughs> or Lance. So stupid out there. And Trump, was it just what they did in Colorado? We're going to blow that out of the water, too. Guys, find out more today on Self-Evident Podcast. Good morning. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night, yeah. <laughs> Good night. I saw the German I really know. Oh, no, Polizei. I know all the words that Mexicans should know in German. Police. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Welcome to Mex- self- Mexicans have a lot to do in Germany these days. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our polka did come from there. Or Mexican style of music. You're right. You're not far off. I used to play that stuff actually growing up as a kid. Uh, my parents. Well, my, my dad played... Polka the, music? Yeah, played the accordion. I played drums, bass, guitar, but I didn't for, do drums much. For a family band. German No, 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 band. no, no, no. For yeah. churches. Because <laughs> we were holy Germans. Holy we're German. holy German Mexicans. I was hoping you'd go that direction. <laughs> and then... My brother played drums. My older brother, my younger brother, wasn't really in the band yet. And then he started playing way after we got out. Uh, and he killed it, too. He did, like, an album. It was, like, really cool. Anyways, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Massey, you got Mike. And for no dead gum reason, you heard all that <laughs> mon- got, monologue in the beginning. just got a, a drive down memory lane Yeah, with I mean, we're, we're actually, because I was Sorry listening. Our new segment. Someone just sent me some songs that 25 years ago were new. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. I was a senior in high school at the time. Oh, man, it made me feel old. Yeah, so it's like, oh, oh, oh. Anyway, <laughs> welcome. Guys, go to the site. <laughs> go to the website. Get you some merch. It's year-end. Time for Christmas. We may not get it to you in Christmas, but I know some of you are procrastinating. And if you pay a little extra, we may be able to get it to you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, go get yourself some merch. If you've helped out with the, the $50,000 uh, year-end, um, what do we call that thing? Challenge. Uh, thank you. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? I mean, it's going to go help the children. It's going to go help the adults. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help America for crying in the mud because we've got a lot to do. Um, there's a lot of big uh, things happening next year, which I'm really excited for. And guys, please pray for wisdom for us because I got to go study a lot more. I got to study a lot deeper in things, and so does Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to really kind of do our homework this year because we're really going to put a lot of intent and focus on things um, in self-evident. So there's just, there's, you know, there's a lot. And, and Mike is... You know, I'm hold, here. Holds down the fort. He's the he's the man, and so we've got a lot to do. And so your guys' contributions to us at the end of the year, if you guys want to become a monthly sponsor, go to theselfevidenttruth.com, or if you just want to do a one time donation from your business or yourself, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You can see the year end uh, donation button, and you guys can just contribute to that, and uh, we will hit that goal, God willing. If we don't, we'll continue. <laughs> That's how this works. <laughs> if he doesn't will it, we'll keep going. Yeah, Willie. <laughs> It's it's something that uh, we we really desire for you to pray about and figure out <laughs> figure out is it something that you want to put towards 
And by all means, go to the website, theselfevidenttruth.com, click the donate button, do what you need to do. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Come on. Where are you waiting wait, for? What are you waiting for? That's ridiculous. And, it, and it, I'm not condemning you, actually. I, I get it. I, pro- I procrastinate, too. We're not going to thank you until you give. Yeah, we're not going to give you a phone call, which I've tried <laughs> to call several of you pals, and you don't answer. Okay, so don't blame us. It's on you. It's on you. It's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah, give more. Biden administration, not far from the Trump. Wait, let's, actually, let's get into news bits. Biden administration, not far from the Trump ballot ban, because, you know, he can't hang in the, in the debates. <laughs> guys, we're not we're not a, we're not Trump apologists here. You guys know that if you've watched our show for any length of time, we're not like pro Trump here. We call out Trump just as much as anyone else does. But what's happening to the dude right now is ridiculous. Democrats, you make it so darn hard not to defend the guy. Yeah, because and it's almost like that's what they want. They want to right. put pin us against each other because of truth. Right. So Biden administration not far from the Trump ballot ban because their dirty, smudged fingerprints couldn't possibly be all over the Colorado ballot ban, right? The case was brought by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, totally ethically and completely nonpartisan responsible citizens. (laughs) Totally ethical, responsible, nonpartisan citizens, nonprofit. But just because we're all conspiracy theorists at this point, if you question anything of the government or science... Uh, the president let's, and CEO. Let's just look at the connections let's quick. Let's just pull the thread. Yeah, just, 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 just follow the cash flow, put, folks. Follow put, the money. Put on your tinfoil hat for a second and just see where it goes. Donate first, then put on your tinfoil yeah. hat. So the president and CEO, Noah Bookbinder, just happens to sit on Biden's Department of Homeland Security and Advisory Council. <laughs> you can't even make it up. It's it's that good. You can't make it up. Just select somewhere. Throw a pin at the chart, <laughs> and I think you'll find the you'll connection. Find, you'll find something. So Bookbinder is a Daily Caller actually reported this. Bookbinder is a former trial attorney for the Department of Justice and uh, public uh, public integrity section, and former chief counsel for criminal justice for the Senate Judiciary Committee. He repeatedly donated to former President Barack Obama's re-election campaign during his tenure with the Senate. Federal Elections Commission records show. The DHS appointed Bookbinder and 32 other new members of, uh, to HSIC in March 2022, ahead of the council's first meeting of Secretary Mayorkas. You know. Anyways, listen. The, the, what's unique is, and Mike did this really beautifully. We're going to get into the Colorado thing in a second. But the one thing we want you guys to, to realize is we don't just want you to say that's wrong for that's wrong's sake. Now they're pulling out the Constitution. Mind you, Colorado's pulling out the Constitution while destroying the federal Constitution at the same time with many of their laws. They're using it as the argument while destroying it, which go forward. I want to keep no, going because well, I've, I've got that California quote. I want to make sure. I yeah. Have. So so keep rolling in the pursuit of Colorado. Saying that Trump uh, broke the 14th Amendment, he's going to get off the ballot. What kind of gun laws does Colorado have huh. that break and malign the Second Amendment? Do they have TSA agents all over the place and right. cameras all over the place in their city and states? What happened to the Fourth Amendment? Hmm? Is Colorado banning any kind of free speech, holding things back from parents? Yeah, they do. First Amendment. 
I know some of you are going to say, well, name one thing. Fine. I'll go do the homework and I'll get it back to you here, the next one. In the pursuit of trying to be right constitutionally, you still break the law. You know what that reminds me of? Romans 4 and 5. When the Pharisees, it was actually in, in Romans, Paul wrote, he said, in the pursuit of keeping the law, you break the law. You say thou shalt not murder, but yet you kill in your heart. You say thou shalt not steal, but yet you slander. You know, all these other things. He's like, and the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you. Mm-hmm. So it's you guys that are blaspheming the name of the Lord, he was saying, right? Take it to government. It's you guys that are putting distrust in the government. So you'll quote the Constitution when, it can, when it's convenient and it fits you, when it fits your narrative. But when it doesn't, you omit the Constitution completely and you find bullied ways around it to try to get your agenda to cross. How much, how much welfare do you think Colorado gives to its citizens? I don't oh, see I'm that sure. in the Constitution. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny excessive, that... Excessive taxation. You know, just crazy stuff like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden now... Now we care about the Constitution. Yeah, now we do. Now is oh wait the Constitution and these judge. We'll get into it, right? Because you and I got a lot uh, to say about this thing. What protection for the states, and yet they let borders go open. Yes, and then tear down the border protections that the states try to uphold. Yeah, but let's let's care about the Constitution now because it's Trump. Yeah. It's all about the Constitution. Come <laughs> on, guys. All right, jail time for gas-powered landscaping equipment. <laughs> I really want this wheel. Bro, bro. Dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Spin the wheel, see what happens. We actually should create like an AI-generated <laughs> <thing>. wheel. <laughs> we should see, actually have a sound effect. Yeah, see if you guys can find that sound effect, and, and we'll start using it more. Like the, now. The like Jeopardy wheel. Like now. Yeah. It's not a Jeopardy wheel. It's... Uh, uh, Although uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, is it Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, you're right. I I didn't Bruh. watch TV. I was holy. Get your stuff right. <laughs> I did. I watched Wheel of Fortune. My mom would watch novelas, uh, soap novelas. operas. Yeah, soap operas. <laughs> all, in, all in the, what was it? Uh, no, General Hospital, uh, Days of Our Lives. I used to watch that all stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah, it was like, no, Mark, don't do that to me. Don't leave. <laughs> I must, Martha. I have to leave for your good. I remember all that crap. <laughs> such I, so such cheesy crap. I, I watched it. I would be homesick <laughs> from school, and I would get frustrated because after about nine o'clock, TV started sucking bad because you you had all the like daytime talk shows and you had soap operas, and but that's pretty much what you had. Remember Fridays? Like you remember the nineties? Uh, it was a TGI TGIF. Yeah, I think that was Friday. So it had like Family Matters. Uh-huh. You had Step, Step by Step. Step. Oh, all those it? cool shows, man. Was Full House in that? I think so. At some, one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Saturday. So it was Friday night, and then Saturday morning cartoons. Guys, Heck you can't yeah. forget that kind of childhood. Oh man, you guys don't have a childhood. And if you because know you that, don't have you don't have TV. That's right. You have streaming. You can pick whatever you want. Yeah, that's stupid. We had to wait for every yeah. episode. We had the excitement and energy of waiting for Friday night. Like TGIF produced patience in us. That's yes. the Lord. And I, <laughs> I dare say, if you remember that, comment down below. Because we want to know from you if you remember those days. Those were awesome, dude. And remember those days when you could use your leaf blower without worrying about going to jail? Those days are over in America. <laughs> That's right, folks. In Washington State... A Democrat, as though I have to say the party, Amy Whalen, has pre-filed HB 1868, a beautifully crafted piece of legislation that would make it punishable to use gas-powered lawn equipment. 
It's up to a year in jail or $10,000 fine. Yep. The bill even says that the hor- evil, horrible weed whacker you use is causing asthma <laughs> and climate change. Because that's not against the Constitution. No, no. We can we can limit the liberty and use justice for all. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> we, the people of the United States, in order to form our perfect union, right? Like we we, we developed this Constitution. We, I, I, I'm I sucked at the preamble right there. Please don't quote this one. Okay? <laughs> he doesn't it's know usually, the you preamble. Guys know, it's usually in my head. Uh, when you read the preamble of the Constitution, it actually says in there, right, that we should use this Constitution to make sure that people don't use certain tools and equipment. Exactly. It's right after, to, to form a more perfect union shall prohibit the use of lawn care equipment. Right, because yes. the Constitution was written to take away our rights. Yeah. they Not do, to be free. They do not want you mowing your lawn with a gas-powered mower. That's what the founders were thinking. Yeah. Just, just like they didn't want you to have... Um, Assault rifles in your hands. They don't want you having that weed whacker going. And all the nasty emissions. Yes, horrible. Asthma causing. Okay. Emissions. I have a battery powered (laughs) weed whipper and a blower. Yeah. Right. I had to order a second battery because the batteries bite Mm -hmm. in them dumb Mm -hmm. things. Right. I'm with you. I got the same problem. Do you know why we like gas? Because it lasts longer. It works. A little bit of tweaking. You can carb it up. You can choke it up. And, dude, that thing will run on one cylinder if you got a two-stroke. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, thing, that thing will be squeaking, whatever, but that thing is running, right? <laughs> and they're so powerful and quick. Uh-huh. You get that electric one 10 minutes in. <sighs> Who wants to use that? And the reason I bought it is because it was on sale. It was cheap. And and the beautiful part is those batteries are what 70, 80 bucks. Like I just had to buy replacement <laughs> yeah. batteries for mine because my kid left one of the batteries out in the rain. So what I had, I gotta go recycle it and then I gotta, you know, um buy a new battery. And so then I've got two batteries, but now one of them's on the fritz. So I'm down to one battery and I gotta buy another battery. And that must be Beautifully wonderful for the environment. Well, we can spend 15 bucks on gas and get four or five uses out of it. Dude. So. We should go li- to other people. We should go to Colorado and start mowing people's lawns. Because we're no, it's Washington, citizens. State. Washington State. Washington State. Washington State, sorry. And then we're, cons- we're citizens of Florida, right? So we can just do it, right? <laughs> He's talking like diplomatic immunity or something. <laughs> We're immune. We're not citizens so, of your state. So wait, I, I just want to read. Go ahead, go, read this. No, go I, ahead. No, no, you do it. I'm All saying right. I want to hear it. Postmillennial writes: The legislation <laughs> empowers the Department of Ecology to adopt rules to prohibit engine exhaust and evaporative emissions mm. from new outdoor power equipment by January 1st, 2026. They continue. However, the bill exempts all government agency or con. I want you to hear this. Hear this carve out. However, the bill exempts all government agencies or contractors working for the government from being subject to the ban in an emergency and also when there is no suitable zero emissions outdoor power equipment technology available. Bruh. Oh, if there's an emergency, our grass is getting long. This is an emergency. But at least you don't have to pay tax on your human-powered push mower. (laughs) so kind to you. We won't tax you on that piece of junk from the 1940s. 
But, uh, but they'll give you 10 years or a year and a $10,000 fine if you yes. use it. Yes. If, Dude, if listen you use to that. gas-powered. Yeah. A $10,000 fine for using a gas-powered cheap piece of junk. <laughs> because you didn't go with batteries. I just want you to... Can y'all just like stop and think about that for a minute? If you break our law, it's a $10,000 fine. Who gave them the authority to do that? Right. I'm reading the book, The Law by Frederick Bastiat again, just yeah. to refresh my... Get the... Going. Get the wheels turning yeah. again. He said law was a collective a collective use of force against tyranny. Against, against tyranny. tyranny. It's a collective use of things of force to protect liberty, basically, against mm -hmm. tyranny. Here they're using the law to come against us. Right. And it's, it, it's it, just, just think about that. So Cali and Minnesota have introduced similar pieces, but at least they let you grandfather in that coal roll leaf blower you got blown billows of black smog behind it like a volcano. I just I love that image. You know what they should do is just put a Cummins turbo diesel in a riding lawnmower. Just <laughs> <laughs> they coal roll their neighbors. <laughs> I'm gonna go to jail. It's gonna be weird. You imagine it. that lawnmower dude is just digging up the sidewalk. Just <laughs> earth moving that duck. <laughs> that cub, that cub cadets moving moving put, lamb boy. Put a bulldozer front <laughs> on it, and you're like just scraping up concrete down the road, tearing up trees. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's go to the uh, the Netflix one. I think we hammered that gas. So that be, be on the lookout for your own state having legislation keeping you no, from let's doing a job to efficiently. That. Let's prevent that, okay? Yeah. Fight it. Netflix, Fight the power. Sorry. Netflix no, says the quiet part out loud. So now there's a show called Coco Coco Melon Lane. Oh, it's because it was, okay. I don't even know. It's a, I don't either. I saw a little piece of this. Not sure what the show is really about, but the episode question has a little boy who's not sure whether to dress up as a boy or a girl. So he dresses up as a girl and dances for his two gay dads. Oh, I saw that. I saw a piece. Uh, I think it was. I saw the Legs It Movement put it up on Instagram. Yeah. Shout out to Legs It Movement. I saw the clip on Twitter. Okay. Uh, the gay father tells him, just be you. And how, how about you break out of the. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Everybody whose audio only went, what was that? <laughs> That's a burp, folks. How about you? Break? The dad says, how about you break out of the uh, break out those moves for your two biggest fans? Oh, that sounds crazy. If you're not sure what to choose, think about all the things that you like to do. Just be you. And the son goes, just be me? The son replies as he goes through a heaping pile of clothes before choosing feminine attire. The show is intended for viewers ages three to five years old. The clips come from episode eight. And um, when I saw that clip, um, I thought this is social engineering at its best. Absolutely. Um, what? How many kids do you know are going through their closet saying, "Wow, why promote that?" And that's not the majority of people. Gavin Newsom said it. Right. And think about it this way: the kid had the girls. Let's let's go deep on this for a second. The kid's going through his pile of clothes. He's got girl clothes in his pile of clothes, which means his two dads purchased those for them. him and yeah. provided them to where he has that choice. And then the the whole concept of... Do you notice the social engineering on every level for this? 
it's it's geared towards three to five year olds. So you're now telling this three year old, four year old several different things. You're telling them just do whatever you want. You're telling them, hey, two gay dads is promoted. It's yeah. it's encouraged. And then you're telling them wear clothes from the other gender because then that's who you'll actually be. Right. Right? Right. Because what if, let's say, a kid had two gay dads, couldn't the show have just as easily said, just be you, and the kid wears boy clothes? I wonder, yeah. And and why couldn't they just show, too, like, if you have two gay dads, and this is so weird, I'm even talking about this right, right now. There's an evangelist guy who's a young kid, had two two moms, mm-hmm. born out of artificial insemination, became a Christian, and he's out preaching. Amen. Right? And it's like, what about those stories? Right. Because those don't exist, right? Those no. are just anomalies because he doesn't know what he really is. Exceptions. Yeah, yeah. Exceptions to the rule. Um, but to me, this is why Mike is working so hard on his ministry, Forge, because this is the effeminization of America. Mm-hmm. The way to destroy America is to feminize its men. Mm-hmm. So if you effeminize the boys and empower the women to take up positions of leadership, it's not the women part that bothers me. It's effeminizing the men. Right. The men aren't being the men anymore. And when women have to assume that role, I think you've talked about this a little bit, it puts them in a twofold conundrum because women weren't meant to take up those roles. They weren't supposed to. Some can. That's that's there's again, those are those are exceptions to the rule. Those aren't the norm. Those aren't societal norms. And Isaiah actually talked about it. And I, I know we're gonna get slapped for this and I don't yeah, care. Whatever. That you shall be ruled by your children and women shall rule over you as well. And it's like, okay, why why was that a warning? Why was that a thing? Isn't that interesting that 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 specific warning was given thousands of years ago? That specific warning, right? Your children will rule over you. Your women will rule over you. Isn't it interesting that now what we're pushing is, no, the children need to decide. They need to be in charge. And Child Protective Services will back them up in that. The government will back them up in that. That's dangerous territory. You know what happens is, like you're saying, I don't want to overgeneralize, but it's interesting that there are so few unified male voices in, you're not going to tell me how to parent my kid, and you're not going to take my kid's side. So often, when the parents, when a parent gets called to the school Right, and let's say the the kid is wanting to be alternate gender or whatever. Who goes? It's so often the mom. Well, dad's at work. Dad's got to work. You just prove to your entire family and the school system and the government you don't actually care about your family. Totally. Because what you're telling yourself is a compromise of, well, I have to work. I can't make it. That type of situation, you're not investing in your family. You're investing in your work. And you're telling yourself, well, I'm providing for my family. I can't leave work. Man, if somebody was trying to infest themselves into my family, I'll quit my job before I let that happen. I, I, you're not going to let me go? Peace. Yep. I'll find another job. Yeah. And I think, too, let's just go back to this gay, the two gay dudes, right? I want you to hear me, listener. You can love them with the truth because we should love them because they should be respected. They're alive. God, they're they're created in the image of God. They're just Mm -hmm. disobeying God. But you are doing them a disservice to let them continue in their effeminacy. Yes. Because what you're doing is going against the design of what God created. 
Do you ever notice that people, when they turn out gay, for the most part, for the most part, they become more and more like a female? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? But the female says, you shouldn't label us, and we're women, and we're all different forms and sizes. But why is it the male, when he becomes a, a, a gay or whatever, trans, they go almost over-effeminized, the way right. they talk, the way they dress, uh, their mannerisms, the, how they how they uh, exude themselves. If you ever watch the an, focus it, and the energy gets <clears throat> very feminine. Yeah, they almost more they over effeminize more than women do. Women right. these days seem to be more chill in what they do, but you see a gay dude and he almost over exudes the effeminate side to prove that he's effeminate. Which and then for less and and I understand these are generalizations right there's always exceptions but it, it, let's say 80 I said that, 80 yeah. 20 rule right yeah. for women the more lesbian they tend to become we have more, all of those tropes for a reason right Dude, do I need there. to go in go, okay d- go there just do plaid it plaid button downs or hawaiian <laughs> shirts Khaki shorts, short haircuts, short haircuts, tattoos, flops, tattoos, and they walk like a dude. Exactly, they got this walk there's, about them. There's almost a drop in the voice, kind right. of, kind of a so, an edge, right? And I, I, I have friends and family who are lesbians. You don't even need to relationships say that. You don't even need them, to right? say that. But like, but no, what I'm saying is like. I noticed it in them. Right. And so your partner who's with the dude or the girl who thinks she's got the dude aspects. So you want a dude. Right. You you, you want a strong dude. Right. But you just found it in a girl dude. Yeah. Do you understand? This is how confused. You can't tell me this isn't confusion. So this girl who attributes like a dude, the partner wants a dude. Mm-hmm. She they want someone strong. The gay people when the, the the second one acts more feminine, you want a chick. I mean, yeah. dude, you yeah. see you see what I'm saying? You actually want a girl. But because you're stuck in perversion, because you're stuck and the god of this world has blinded your eyes, now you're saying, "No, I found it in this person. She is the best dude for me." I mean, do you see the confusion in this? Yeah. This is why, and, and again, I'm not browbeating Romans 1. I'm saying he says that because of the lack of judgment, the reprobate mind, he gave them over. Fine. That's what you want. You want to choose that, man. It's your choice. And, and it's it's scary, too, because you're going against the design of what God intentionally created for that man, for that woman. I bet you if they walk in the Holy Spirit, they'd be great wives, great right. husbands, strong in the faith, raising up their sons and daughters. In truth. And this whole thing about I'm raising them to have compassion, no. You're raising them to be effeminate and tolerable too. You're not raising them to have compassion. Real compassion sees someone in their dirt and pulls them out of the dirt. That's compassion. With without compromising That's what I'm self-integrity. Saying. Yeah. Your type of compassion says leave them in the dirt. Yeah. In the quicksand. Hopefully they find it one day. Well, we just can't judge. Or my compassion is drag them through the dirt and tell them this is better for them. Unbelievable. Right? You know, and this, I know we got to get into the main topic, but I think this is so indicative of when you have a darkened mind, you're going to be pulled everywhere by your flesh and your flesh will pull you to destruction. And I've watched situations recently where desire in the flesh drives a person away from the Lord because they tell themselves, 
yeah, but this feels good. Why would I not be allowed to have what feels good? Bro, heavy, hard drugs feel good while you're taking them. <laughs> You'd know. <laughs> I don't know. Although I mean, I, I'm assuming. I, I don't know what he did. I, I didn't do the really heavy ones because I knew I'd never come back from it because I knew how good they would be. <laughs> but we, we don't sit for a second and say, okay, this might feel good for a while, but where is this going to lead me? So is my flesh lying to me in this moment? And I've watched it where people have, they've walked down that path of destruction and I, I've tried to help them understand, do not go this way. Your feelings cannot be trusted in this situation. Zoom. And it's like, woe to those who are promoting and encouraging somebody to walk down that path. That, those are the people where my real frustration and anger lies with. That you're promoting and encouraging a person to walk down that path. That you're saying, no, keep going, keep going. That is a truly demonic heart to have towards somebody. And that's, that's where it's like when we, we talk about this type of crap in television programming, it is social engineering. It is. Walking people down <laughs> destruction. It is. That's why the right wing has such an issue with this. That's why conservatives are up in arms. Well, you, you know, we can just have TV and why can't we entertain and, you know... Because you're not just entertaining. Yeah, you're consuming you're it. You're forcing values onto people that are destructive. That's right. And you got to be careful, man. Ultimately, my wife said this to me one day. You're the one that's going to stand before God for this marriage. So how mm -hmm. we lead this marriage is how... And the cool thing is there was no condemnation in it. I don't feel any like legalism in it. <clears throat> what I'm saying is I have the ability to choose what my kids do and don't do and uh, and explain to them why we have certain standards. Now, thank God my boys, you know, for the most part, they do their own homework. I mean, mm -hmm. they're watching their own podcasting. They're doing their own research. They're doing, when they figure something out, they're like, hey, dad, I kind of I kind of figured out. And I've talked to Isaiah before, and he's got his issues on feminism and stuff like that. He's really gone and just done things he's heard and, and what, what he's researching. Yep. What I love, what I love is... God still has his people. And that even though Nathan may struggle with things, Isaiah may struggle with things, Aaron may struggle with things, my sons, God still has them because they're, they're coming up to me all the time and asking me questions like, what do you mean by like this? What do you mean mm -hmm. by hearing from the Holy Ghost? What do you mean by prayer? What do you mean? And it's like, okay, they want to understand and know, right? Hopefully we're the role models that they emulate and follow. Right. Right? What emulation are you having for your children? What, what is emulatable about your walk for your kids? Or for the people around you, if you don't have kids, yeah, are they willing to emulate that? And and you know, when you walk out true compassion, I have compassion on those who are in sin, uh, you know, uh, who who are druggies and gays, and I've witnessed to many of them. I don't outright attack them for what they do because that's stupid. Christ never attacked me for my sin. And to attack their sin is stupid. Right. It's we are sinners before God. We've broken His covenant. We've broken. We violated His laws. Right. So who cares if they're gay, trans, whatever? Have they lied? Have they stolen? Have they have they blasphemed the name of God? Have they, the Ten Commandments? Yeah. All that other stuff is addition. That's all. They went on their lust because they were breaking the covenant. So let's get them to acknowledge their sin and repentance. Because mm -hmm. you love them. Because you're saying, dude, this was not the way God designed you. I love you. It feels good. 
But that feeling goes away real quick. That's why you need to do more. And you need to do crazier things, right? So once that sin gets done, what lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. Sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. So you need to go do another thing to conceive, to get that feeling again. That's why you're seeing a lot of crazy stuff happening out there. Just saying. Anyways, <laughs> we went down a rabbit hole. That, yeah, we did. It's okay. We all, got, all good. Main topic. Here we go. The Trump ballot saga. If you're hiding under a rock, you don't know what's going on in Colorado. They basically just banned, well, the court ruling was they were going to ban Trump off the ballot. He's obviously appealing, which was not reported. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, they should report that. And by all account and measure, he's going to win the right. appeal. Because this was baseless anyways to begin with. On Tuesday, the Colorado Supreme Court disqualified President Donald Trump from appearing on the, the GOP tw uh, 2024 presidential primary ballot after ruling that he was involved in aiding an insurrection on January 6, 2021. A majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding uh, office of president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. The ruling said, because he is disqualified, he would be, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. <clears throat> Biden, when asked about the whole thing, said, I'm not going to comment on the court case. That's up to the court, Biden replied. Actually, he's the executive of the nation. And it was somebody under his responsibility and his purview that brought forth the lawsuit so, and then he went on to assert that Trump certainly supported an insurrection. Ah, so you're not going to comment on the case, but you're going to make a judgment about what he's done. Is Trump an insurrectionist, sir? A reporter asked, right? Um, following certainly day, support, supported an insurrection when he tweeted days prior that they shouldn't go do it. I know. It's re this is crazy. Again, I'm not a Trump apologist. Y'all know where we stand with Trump. But this is ridiculous. Go ahead. Right. Uh, so he was asked, your reaction to the Colorado ruling? I'm not going to comment on the court case. Went on to assert he's an insurrectionist. And then he got asked, is Trump an insurrectionist? A reporter asked, whether the 14th Amendment applies, we'll let the court make that decision, Biden said. He certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. None. Zero. He seems to be doubling down on about everything. So you're not going to comment on the court case, but you're going to comment on the court case. Right. And and <clears throat> I want to go back to this ruling because I've, I've got stuff about like William Barr is, is all against this and all that. But go back to what the court said. A majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Why? He was, quote, involved in aiding an insurrection on January 6th. Where has he been charged with insurrection? That's exactly it. That's exactly it right there. He's never been charged with insurrection, and yet they're saying he's an insurrectionist. Now, do you have in here when they were asked, was he charged with it, and they said he didn't have to be? I don't know if I do. Yeah, there's... Let me, so, let me look. Keep talking. I'll so there's a, there's, a, there's a... And, and I've got to find it somewhere is here. I thought I forgot to look it up. But they were basically said, hey, he hasn't been tried as an insurrectionist. And they said, well, in the language of the Constitution, he doesn't have to be tried. He doesn't have to be tried as an insurrectionist. He just basically, if he is one, we can do that. Dude, to claim someone as an insurrectionist, you have to be judged on that. Right. You have to show the fruit of that insurrection. In other words, a judgment brought up on insurrection. I'll look up when, when yeah. you talk, and then I'll, I'll bring it forward. But when you say 
Someone is an insurrectionist. By the way, they haven't used this one since the Civil War. Right. Right. Now all of a sudden it's coming Now out. all of a sudden, because no other president has been an insurrectionist. No other president has done stupid things and destroyed the Constitution and destroyed liberty and America, American liberty and freedom. Like the, like the Patriot Act. Like going and bombing other countries, like leaving the borders open. Mm-hmm. No one. Only this guy. Which, by the way, when you look at the tapes that uh, the new Speaker of the House brought out, all of a sudden they're out there, all these insurrections are shaking hands with the cops. Right, and, the cops are walking right, them through. Because like that was insurrection. Tour. Because that was insurrection. You know where the real insurrectionists are? Those who allowed that crap to happen. Mm-hmm. And now you're determining that one base of people, this is, this is what is so crazy. If we can't see past the social engineering of this, we're going to fail. Yep. They're trying to get you distracted. Trump's going to win the appeal. They have no basis for this. This is what happens, of course. They think that the almighty powerful courts have this final ruling. No, they don't. That's why they can get challenged and appealed. Mm-hmm. They don't. Have, so you get some oligarchical judge who can rule from the bench and never gets questioned until, dude, you wait till he gets slapped, this judge. You, you wait till it comes down. And I pray, I pray that that ruling turns into a judgment against him. I pray to God. Isaiah 10, 1 says, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees and prescribe grievances for my people. Those judges. Woe unto the judges who decree unrighteous decrees and prescribe grievances against my people. Listen to me. That judge will have his, I promise you, that is destroying the law. That is destroying the law. You want to talk about someone violating their oath? That dude just did it. Pulling something out of the air in the Constitution to fit your narrative? You're crazy. And this needs to stop. Yeah. You know, the, they need to go after that judge, what they need to do, and remove him or her. Was it a her, him, him? It was uh, three of them, I believe. Three out of five. Um, I want to read what Barr said. So he said, the core problem here is the denial of due process. To deprive someone of the right to hold public office requires due process. It requires an adjudication of two core issues. One, was there an insurrection? Did the public disturbance rise to the level of an insurrection? And second, what was the role of the individual there? Was it engagement? Did they do something to break their oath of office? Those are complicated facts, and this was denied due process. It was a five-day hearing. There was no jury. It was before the judge. They were not able to subpoena witnesses and compel the attendance of witnesses. They relied on the hearings, the January 6th committee hearings, which is mostly hearsay. There was no right to cross-examine during those hearings and so forth. Denial of due process is fatal here. But as you've alluded to in your opening comments, the 14th Amendment is not something that can be applied willy-nilly by the states through some sort of ad hoc proceedings. It was contemplated the federal government set up the enforcement mechanism. So you have some standard, you know, what is the proof that's required? What's the procedure that's required? And hopefully some calibration of what exactly the insurrection is. He has not been charged with insurrection by Congress. There has been no talk of charging him with insurrection. Now, outside of the Democrats who stand before a camera, but there's been no official we're going after insurrection charges with him. And this is probably when let's look at at it with objective standards. How many weapons were found during the insurrection? None. How many people were killed? One alleged insurrectionist. 
How many people were hurt? A few. What was the ultimate aim? To stop a a validation of an election, supposedly. There seemed to be no organization, no no network going on. You know, and, and they'll tell us, oh, well, we got the leader of the Proud Boys for 20 years. The guy wasn't even there. And, and Trump's words were peacefully protest and let your voices be heard was basically what he said. That does not sound like a call to insurrection. So if you start looking at the facts, there's a reason they never even bothered to bring forward these charges of insurrection is because there was nothing there. So now you have these judges who are saying, oh, well, you know, it's it, he's not charged with it, but we think he did it. Ah, so you're judge, jury, and executioner now. You can determine for an entire state without a court case whether somebody is guilty of a crime, even though they haven't even been charged with it. And I agree, Mass, with you that the Supreme Court's going to come around, the, the federal Supreme Court, they'll come around and they'll say, you can't do this. The issue in all of this is it's a mixture of it's a federal election, but it's a state's representation in the federal election. And states previously have been allowed to kind of determine their process in a federal election. So the only thing I can see that might be a hindrance in all of the legal mumbo jumbo is whether or not Colorado can define who is on the ballot or not in protection of their rights in an election process. Because states can choose, they can choose certain things about their election process. They can choose certain things about like electoral college and all of that, right? So there, some states are, if you win the popular vote, you get all the electoral college votes. Other states are, if you win a certain number of popular vote, you get a certain number of electoral college votes, right? Like kind of split situation. So the only thing I could see is the Supreme Court debating with themselves, do, does the federal government have a right to tell the states who is going to be on the ballots for the federal election? Now, I'm not saying that, that they won't still kick it out because this is an obvious trying to overturn democracy and, and yeah, loaded word, right? Right, you right, know. right. And this, this is something that it's, it's so frustrating. And there's plenty of Democrats who have come out and said, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're jumping the shark here. Bro. This, this is too far. Well, it's crossing lines. <clears throat> Forgive me. I wasn't on with you. Uh, I was trying to find that piece, and I can't find it. Um, what, if, do, you see that, um, do you see that graphic, son, on the 14th Amendment? Can you click on that? It's like a yellow kind of tan. Is it up? If you read it, and I want to read it with you, no person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, who having previously undertaken an oath as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. How many times have we given aid and comfort to our enemies? To our enemies. Open borders. This is what we just talked about this earlier. President Trump maybe knew about it. Sure. I mean, that's, that's, 
I'm sure he does. I mean, they got intel like none other, right? I mean, they're gonna, they're reading people's profiles. Guys, you know how many times? You know, how much of our stuff has been banned since YouTube's been watching all oh of our stuff? Oh my gosh, yeah. We're, our shows we have just, been banned. Yeah, we didn't get posted last week on Facebook because of our title, right. and they didn't want to do it. They know what you're doing, right? So obviously he had a knowledge of it. So then he tweets a couple days. I think it was like a day prior, a couple days prior. Don't do anything stupid. Basically, don't you know? Let's not. Let's be peaceful about this. <clears throat> But even in that, they, how long did they try to get him on the Russia collusion stuff? Four oh, years? Four all, years? The whole time he was a yeah. pres Four president. Four years? Yeah. And you notice they quit prosecuting him after he was done being president? If right. that was such an issue, you should have pressed that issue right. and he, thrown he him in jail. He should be in prison right he now. Should. If that was that was truly an he issue. He should. He should. Hunter Biden, nothing. Crickets. His family, right? Yeah. But they went after Eric Trump. They went after Trump Jr. They went after his Jared daughter. And, they they yeah. went after all of them, right? Melania, even, for God's sake, she wasn't even off limits. They went after her for some stupid things. This dude, though, literally can't stay awake in a press conference. I'm talking about mentally awake in a press conference. And somehow this guy is the savior of the world. You have to know what you're looking at. With Colorado doing this, all they did, there was an article done. I think it was done by one of uh, uh, Trump's advisors. I just want to read it. This is so good. Uh, let's see. In a statement, Trump's campaign celebrated the ruling, ignoring the judge's findings that the former president of the United States engaged in insurrection. Listen, we applaud today's ruling in Colorado, which is another nail in the coffin for the un-American ballot changes, said Stephen Chang, a Trump, a, a Trump campaign spokesperson. The American voter has a constitutional right to vote for their candidate of their choosing, with President Donald J. Trump leading the mass, by, by massive numbers. They applauded it. They're like, you know what, dude? Thank you're, you. You're giving us exposure. You just gave us more fuel for our fire. Thank you. Right. right? All you're doing is creating the division. Yep. That's all you're doing, Right. And we know what they want to do. They don't want it. They don't want an election this year. No. They don't want one. No. They're going to try to do everything against something. Listen, I'm not predicting. I'm not a prophet. This isn't prophecy. No. This is But this is going to go one of two ways. <laughs> There's not going to be a debate, and they're going to go right to an election, or B, something's going to happen to stall the election. We, we got to just postpone the election for a little while. Much like Zelensky did. Yeah. Wait, and nobody in America batted an eye and that got defended well he's got to do what he's got to do man crisis is always an opportunity i do want to read this uh california of course is now trying to get trump off the ballot because colorado has done what they want to do and there's a politician that's putting it forward um lieutenant governor eleni kona now now yeah you're welcome now She's getting made fun of for something she said in this statement, but I think people are missing the more important part of what she said. She declared that the Constitution is clear regarding the qualifications for president. A candidate must not be an insurrectionist, and they must be 40 years old. Now, everybody's making fun of her for the 40-year-old thing. It's 35. But not many people are talking about the fact that she's calling Trump an insurrectionist when he has not been charged. He's not been charged with this. And it wasn't under the original qualifications for a president. The original qualifications in the original Constitution, I have my own problems with the 14th Amendment. Plenty of conservatives do. But if you look at the original qualifications, it says nothing about being an insurrectionist. Right? They are, they are changing the game before your eyes. And the justices did it, 
And now politicians are doing it too of, see, the Constitution says he can't be president. He's not allowed. And I guarantee you, if he wins the election, it will be all hell breaks loose. It will be complete bedlam in the courts of he's not a viable candidate, he's not allowed to run, he's an insurrectionist, we're going to prove he's an insurrectionist. They'll probably br try to bring charges against him at, for insurrection. Because at that point, it's win-win. You fail, well, you tried. You win, you get him out. That's right. Or and you can drag his name through the mud all <clears throat> Right. And there's judges, uh, the, a female judge, I believe her name is... What is her name? Uh, uh, the decision by District Judge Sarah B. Wallace is a third ruling in a little over a week against a lawsuit seeking to knock Trump off the ballot by citing Section 3 of the amendment. Minnesota Supreme Court said last week Trump could remain on the primary ballot because political parties have sole choice over who appears, while Michigan judge ruled that Congress is the proper forum for deciding whether Section 3 applies to Trump. So in other words, it's a congressional thing. It's not a, right. it's not a court's thing. Which I would argue <clears throat> as well. So she said, this Sarah lady, this judge... Um, said, I do believe he engaged in insurrection just because of the stuff I saw. However, if you look at the interpretation of the 14th Amendment in that clause, it actually only refers to U.S. Senate and representatives. It doesn't say anything about presidents. So, to, to, because they're the ones that can make law. That's why they wrote that. Presidents can't make law. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, I, I get why they did that in the, in the 14th Amendment. But you're seeing judges now. So, like, who's right? So one judge says, or th I'm sorry, three judges out of the five say he's done. I think that's what it was, but yeah. But then you look at these judges and say, no, you can't do that. Who's right? Who's right? The, all of a sudden, because they ruled it, this is why they can be checked at every turn. This is why ju judges, courts cannot make law. That's unconstitutional. That's not section Article 3 does not give the Supreme Court the right to make law. They can't just rule on things because they want to. And that's why we have an appeals process. And he's going to win that appeals prize. He's going to win it. I agree. He's going to win it because the, the stupid thing his lawyers did was they said, well, Trump was just engaging in free speech with some of his tweets. They're like, you can't use free speech to be against the federal government. But President Obama would call us racists. He would call us, uh, 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 his, his own wife would actually say, Oh, yeah. The state of America she, she didn't like. She wasn't proud of America until yep. her husband was elected. Those are, those are statements from our leaders mm -hmm. saying we're not proud of America. But John F. Kennedy could say, you know what? We are better than this. We can rise above this as a people together. We can do this together, right? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, let's, let's draw a comparison. Kamala Harris said the riots aren't going to stop and they need to keep going. Chuck Schumer threatened two Supreme Court justices, saying, if you rule wrong, the whirlwind is coming after you. Like, how are those not statements of insurrection? Against an official. Against officials, right? Like, and, and okay, January 6th, sure. What about the summer of riots, where there was something like 35 deaths, over 1,500 police officers injured, over a billion dollars worth of damage. You had a, a historic church burned down. You had an attempt to burn down a federal building. You had a whole area of a city taken. What about that insurrection that happened at the Tennessee Capitol? There you go, right? Like, how come these aren't insurrections? These are just demonstrations. But that one is an insurrection. 
Those aren't insurrections. Burning down of a federal building, that's not an insurrection. But January 6th is. <laughs> Why? Because they stole the podium? And we're like taking pictures while they did it or somebody kicked up their shoes on Pelosi's desk. Like this is insanity and it's, it's banana Republic. That's it what it is. It is. This is Venezuela. It's actually perversion type politics. It is. It's, it's when, and I've, I've told you before, I, I describe America and this is a scriptural term used in various areas. America is drunk and reeling. We're stumbling. We don't know, know. what's right, what's wrong. We're, we're darkened in our minds, and we are fools. And when a nation becomes drunk and reeling, it tosses everywhere, and, and there's no semblance of and, moral organization. Right. And people are looking for that kind of stability. Yeah. There's something stable. I'm talking about people with a conscience. They're looking for something stable. And the more unstable you make things out there, guess what they do? They freak out. Yeah. Right? Except a Christian. Hopefully the, the biblical Christian is saying, no, I'm not freaking out about this. I'm going to keep moving forward. However, there's a lot of people out there looking for stability. And the more stability they create, uh, instability they create. And I'm talking about they as in the, the, the courts, the federal the government, thing. the press. Dude, I'm looking at all these things. The press is like Trump has been disqualified. Trump has been. Right. No, he's been ruled to be disqualified. Right. But look at the way they twist that crap. And so everybody's going to be like, yes. Colorado or, disqualified him. Yeah. And. Not realizing and understanding the duty of the courts, how the courts operate, why they operate the way that they do, why appeals processes are so important. Or they don't care. Or they don't care. Yeah, you're right. And, and you're seeing that more and more. I think, too, to use a Civil War era amendment, a clause of the amendment, which is fine. If there was true insurrection, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I, I, think, I think we need to look at that stuff, right? Because, because insurrection is real, and real insurrection destroys the Constitution. Dude, Presidents have been doing that for years. I keep, I'll keep going back to this. Congresses have been doing that for years. Representatives have been doing it for years. Our school systems definitely have been doing it for years, destroying the ideal of America and its foundations. Um, the media has been doing it, God, years. Since the beginning, Since the basically. beginning. <laughs> I mean, when I talk about someone who destroyed, and he's actually one of my favorite characters, and you guys know this, John Adams. Writing that Sedition Act. Yeah. That destroyed the First Amendment. And Jefferson's like, what are you doing? We literally fought a revolution about this. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And of course, in his mind, he got emotional. He's like, yeah, I just need to prevent the... No, we can't do that. You, you look at presidents past, and you say there were some good ones. There were some not so good ones. Definitely not some good ones. And a lot of it, their decisions that went against the Constitution were emotional decisions. Yeah. You know? And I, I'm with you. I think something you said is a really important concept. The more instability and chaos is caused, it's actually a psychological, like a social it engineering is. concept. It is. Create a massive amount of chaos and instability. Hysteria. Hysteria. And people will submit because all they want is stability. Right. They're looking for that stability, that organizational we'll structure. Do it. Government will do it. Exactly. And that they're looking for somebody to say, I'm in charge. I'll take care of it. And people will, will submit full on because they're more concerned about the instability and the chaos. 
one of the reasons, outside of the spiritual elements, but one of the reasons the Christian is such a thorn in the side of government, of those acting characters, is we can thrive in chaos and instability because we're relying on Christ. So we don't look to the government or those, those leaders that are telling us, just submit to me and I'll take care of you. We go, no, it's fine. I got Jesus. God will take care of me. That's a thorn in their side because we recognize what's going on. We're like, all the COVID hysteria, right? Yep. All the, all the COVID hysteria of, well, you have to just stay in your homes and you have to be afraid of what's going on, but we'll take care of you. Spirit-filled, God-following Christians didn't give in to fear on this whole thing because they said, well, I'm the Lord's. So even if I die from this, I'm a, to die is gain. Yeah, to live as Christ. Right? But we have to live as Christ. <laughs> but we actually have to live as Christ because then you will not fear that death. I think the more you invest into the world system, the more fear you have of death, even if you claim Christian. And I think we saw a large group of Christians who were deeply afraid of, of COVID and... I'm not trying to cast labels here, but the fruit is yeah, showing yes. is if that controlled everything in you and you were afraid of that beyond belief, who are you actually putting your faith and reliance in? The yep, Lord? Totally. Or in the the experts in the government and the leaders, right? And so I, as a actual moment of hope, the more instability and chaos, you can actually thrive when you walk with Christ. Truth. And I don't have to say much more than that. Like, when you put your faith and reliance in Christ, it does not matter what's going around you. Truth. You've got Him. I'm 100%. not saying you won't have sorrow. I'm not saying you won't have suffering. I'm not saying you won't have pain. What I'm saying is the hope and faith resides within you that nobody can remove. Amen. And that's how you get those people who are in Iranian prisons hugging their captors and loving on the people who are torturing them. That's carrying Christ. Mm -hmm. That's beyond the instability Amen. and chaos. So, all right. Well, if you made it this far with us, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're actually going to be together Christmas afternoon. We're going to the. Oh, you're going to be there? Yeah. Oh, cool. Invite, what, oh, you didn't think I got invited? No, I didn't get told. So I would. I don't know. We, we should do a I, live. I don't get we should, we should do a live. Yeah, Monday, let's do Monday it. Monday afternoon. Let's do it. You and I just at the house there. Game on. Yep. I like it. Cool. So we're going to do a live Monday afternoon on Christmas to say Merry Christmas to y'all. If you miss it, though, guys, have a beautiful, awesome, amazing Christmas. We're so grateful for everything that you've done for us, all the encouragement. Uh-huh. We love you all. Uh-huh. We, we are deeply praying. Uh-huh. For uh -huh. next year. Uh-huh. Because it'll be amazing. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So you have a great weekend. Have an amazing Bye. Merry Christmas. We love you guys. Bye. Lots of presents. Don't be covetous. <laughs>